From the heart of Maysville, Kentucky, this is Keep the Faith with Pastor Adam Burton, weekly wisdom from Central Baptist Church, offering encouragement and inspiration to keep your faith alive and thriving. And now, here's Pastor Adam. Thank you and welcome, my friends. I'm Pastor Adam Burton, and today we're exploring a topic that often touches all our lives, yet is seldom spoken of. Our sermon is titled, Embracing Solitude, Discovering God's Love in the Silence. Sounds deeply insightful, Pastor Adam. Can you give us a glimpse into what to expect? Absolutely. We'll delve into the truth that no matter how profound our loneliness or how deep our despair is, God is always there for us, providing for us physically, spiritually, and even guiding us towards a hopeful future. It's about finding comfort and strength in the solitude and the quiet moments where God's love is most profound. That's a powerful message, Pastor Adam. We're all ears. And now with his weekly sermon, here's Pastor Adam Burton with Embracing Solitude, Discovering God's Love in the Silence. Have you ever felt utterly alone, even when you're surrounded by, by people? You know, it's a question that might make us a little uncomfortable to think about, but it's also a question that touches at the very core of our human experience. Let me tell you a story about a young woman named Kate. Kate was a successful executive living in a a bustling city, constantly surrounded by her colleagues and friends. And from the outside, it would appear that Kate had everything going for her. She had it all. However, despite her seemingly perfect life, when she goes home at the end of each day, she's overwhelmed by profound loneliness. She's surrounded by all of these people, but yet she feels deeply alone. Why is that? Well, loneliness is, it's not about physical solitude. You know, it's a deep-seated feeling of disconnection, of a feeling unknown or unloved or uncared for. It's not so much about being alone as it is about feeling alone. Loneliness is a a growing problem in our society. According to the National Academy of Sciences, they did a report to indicate that more than one-third of adults age 45 and older feel lonely. And nearly one-fourth of adults that are age 65 and older are considered socially isolated. And even our children aren't Immune. A study published in the Journal of Adolescence found that chronic loneliness is experienced by about 10% of teenagers. One psychiatrist states this. It says that loneliness and a lack of social connection have a huge, can have a huge impact on a person's health, happiness, and longevity. Right, indeed, loneliness doesn't discriminate. No, no, it affects the young. It affects the old and everyone in between. Now imagine that you're in a scenario where you're surrounded by people in a crowd of 450 prophets who are against you. Imagine the loneliness that you would feel. Well, this is the case for Elijah, a prophet in the Old Testament. 
In 1 Kings chapter 19, Elijah had demonstrated God's power in a dramatic showdown at Mount Carmel where he single-handedly defeated 450 prophets of Baal. However, instead of celebrating this victory, he finds himself fleeing for his life from the wrath of Queen Jezebel. Weary, despondent, Elijah finds himself alone in the wilderness, pleading with God to take his life. He had just experienced a massive victory, but now in his moment of loneliness and despair, he was questioning his purpose in life. Here's the main point of our message today. And it's that no matter how profound our loneliness or how deep our despair is, God provides for us in our time of need, physically, spiritually, and with future guidance. In the following minutes, we're going to journey with Elijah through his despair and observe how God meets him in his need and discover the hope and the comfort that this story offers us today. Which brings us to our first point, divine nourishment. How God feeds our physical needs. At the heart of our story, we find Elijah, this mighty prophet of God, now alone and in despair in the wilderness. He had just experienced this spiritual high, a victory like none other at Mount Carmel. And now he's running for his life. He's exhausted. He's emotionally drained. And he is at his breaking point. And, and he collapses under a broom tree and he prays for death. Elijah's condition shows us that even the strongest among us can reach a point of utter despair. It's a sobering reminder that, that physical exhaustion and emotional weariness often walk hand in hand with loneliness. For at Elijah's lowest point, an angel of the Lord appears, not with a, a grand revelation or a, a divine message, but with a simple act of care, providing food and water for the exhausted prophet. The angel touches Elijah and says, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And God responds to Elijah's needs in a state of utter vulnerability by providing physical care. The Bible tells us in 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 5-8, through 8, And he lay down and slept under a broom tree, and behold, an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. And he looked. And behold, there was at his head a cake baked on hot stones in a jar of water. And he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came again a second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, for the journey is too great for you. And he arose and ate and drank and went in the strength of that food 40 days and 40 nights to Horeb, the mount of God. So this angel returns this second time with more food, more drink, strengthening Elijah for this journey ahead. Right? And this divine help was so nourishing that Elijah traveled 40 days and 40 nights. It's hard for me to go 40 minutes without having another meal. But this sustenance was supernatural. 
And he goes to Mount Horeb, the Mount of God, because God knew Elijah's physical limits, and he provided what he needed to continue. You know, as we ponder this, think about when maybe you've been exhausted. You've been drained and desolate. Can you recall moments maybe when your needs were met in unexpected ways? Perhaps it was a friend who dropped off a meal when you were sick. Or you found a, a, a resource that you, you needed when you, when you needed it most. Or, or a stranger acted kindly in a way that lightened your load. You know, in these moments, we experience God's care in a very tangible way. You know, our modern society tells us to, to strive for, for self-sufficiency, right? To, to pull ourselves up by the bootstraps. But Elijah's story reminds us that it is okay to acknowledge our needs and limitations. It's okay to accept help. Just as the angel provided for Elijah, God often works through the hands and the hearts of those around us to provide for our physical needs. And in the depths of his despair and utter loneliness, God met Elijah in his need and he provided for him physically. And the same God is at work in our lives today, meeting our physical needs in times of despair. And as we trust him, we open our hearts to his care. We will also find help for our journeys. So as we transition from this tangible care of physical needs. Let's move deeper into the heart of the matter and into the spiritual reassurance that God provides. No matter how lonely we feel, no matter how lost or desperate, we can rest in the knowledge that God hears our cries, understands our feelings, and responds with reassurance and comfort. So as we'll see in the next part of our, our journey, God's provision extends beyond our physical needs, reaching into the depths of our souls. Which brings us to our second point. Unseen comfort, the spiritual embrace of the Almighty. Now physically refreshed, after the divine provision of food and, and water, Elijah continued on his journey until he reached Mount Horeb, the Mount of God. And even though he was physically restored, Elijah was still wrestling with despair. So on reaching his destination, he found a cave, and once more he sought solitude. And God approaches Elijah in this desolate state, and he says, What are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah pours out his heart, recounting his faithfulness to God the Israelites' rejection of God's covenant and his current predicament of being the only prophet left with his own life under threat. The great prophet's words reveal his deep sense of loneliness and despair. But the Lord waits to answer Elijah's complaints. He tells Elijah to go and to stand on the mount for he is about to pass by. And a mighty windstorm, so powerful that it shatters the rocks, comes by, but, but the Lord is not in the wind. After the wind comes an earthquake, then a fire, but the Lord is not in either. 
And then after all of the, the noise and the chaos comes to the end, there comes a, a gentle whisper. It's in this still, small voice that Elijah finds God's presence. This isn't a grand display of power, but a comforting whisper speaking directly into Elijah's loneliness and despair. For when God speaks to Elijah, he isn't in the mighty wind or the terrifying earthquake or the consuming fire, but in a soft, gentle whisper. In other words, God's reassurance to Elijah's despairing heart doesn't come through the dramatic, but through the quiet and personal. The Bible tells us, 1 Kings chapter 19, verses 11 through 13. And he said, Go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his cloak and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? You know, how often do we look for God's responses to our loneliness and despair in the dramatic and in the spectacular you know, we may wanting to, to, to shout over the noise of our troubled hearts and, and thoughts and, or the chaotic circumstances that we're in. Yet, God often speaks most profoundly in the gentle whispers, in the quiet moments, the depths of our hearts. Let's consider Kate again. What if in the midst of her loneliness and despair, she finds God's comfort not in some big grand gesture, but in the in the stillness of her apartment when she's alone. Maybe in a verse of Scripture coming to her mind. Or in the quiet comfort of prayer. Renowned Christian author A.W. Tozer once said that God is a friend of silence. His voice is so thin that it is lost in the din of our human noise. Now it reminds us that the gentle whisper of God often comes when we take the time to quiet our hearts and to listen. Hmm. To be quiet, to sit still, to, to listen. It's hard for us. I can tell, even now, you can tell those that, that have trouble sitting still, the, the foot starts tapping or we start rustling and getting or we pull out our, our, our phone and uh, yeah, we're reading the Bible passage, but then we flip over and we're just scrolling through TikTok or Instagram or Facebook because we cannot handle the still and the silence. But in our own experiences of loneliness, we too might hear God's voice in those silent moments. It could be that verse that comes to mind during prayer. The comforting words of a song or the, the beauty of nature 
or the peaceful silence of being still. See, God whispers. God's whispers of reassurance may be as varied as we are unique. Elijah's despair didn't disappear with the physical care that God provided. No, he needed something more profound, spiritual reassurance. God met his need, not in the dramatic, but in that still, small voice that spoke directly to his heart. This is the very nature of God. Personal, intimate, understanding our deepest pains and reaching into our despair with his comforting presence. You know, God's gentle whisper to Elijah was more than just a comforting presence. It reminded him that he is still with him. He heard his complaints and he understood his loneliness and despair. Just as he did with Elijah, God wants to reassure us in our moments of despair. He wants to meet us in our loneliness with his comforting presence. And so as we see how God's care for Elijah extended from providing physical help and to offering spiritual assurance, let's open our hearts to the possibility that God wants to meet us in our despair. Look, no matter how intense our feelings of loneliness are, we can find comfort in the truth that God is always with us, ready to speak reassurance into our troubled parts. So we move on to the third part of our journey where we'll see how God meets our physical needs, provides spiritual reassurance, and guides us for the future. And as we'll see, this guidance is essential to how God brings comfort and hope in our moments of despair. Brings us to our, our third point. Guided by the invisible hand, charting our path with God's wisdom. After experiencing God's physical care and spiritual reassurance, Elijah is now ready for the final step. Here we see the, the third aspect of God's provision. It's guidance for future action. God wasn't done with Elijah. And he's not done with us either. In Elijah's story, that, that soft whisper was followed by God's voice asking again, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he repeats his complaints, perhaps maybe feeling a little more hopeful after hearing the gentle, gentle whisper of God. This time, God responds with specific instructions. The Bible tells us in 1 Kings, Chapter 19, verses 15 and 16. And the Lord said to him, Go, return on your way to the wilderness of Damascus. And when you arrive, you shall anoint Haziel, the king over Assyria. And, and Jehu, son of Nimshi, you shall anoint to be king over Israel. And Elisha, the son of Shaphat, of abel Maholah, you shall anoint to be prophet in your place. Now first... Elijah is to return the way that he came. He is to face his fear, to return into the midst of his enemies and to do the work that God had called him to do. And second, he is to anoint Haziel as king over Syria and Jehu as king over Israel and Elisha as his successor. Now with these instructions, 
God assures Elijah that he is not alone and that God's plan is still unfolding. These instructions do two essential things for Elijah. One, they redirect his focus away from his loneliness and towards God's greater purpose. And two, they reaffirm that Elijah is not alone in God's mission. God raised others like Elisha, who would stand with him and carry that work forward. It's a powerful message for us today. When we are deep in the throes of our loneliness and despair, it is so easy for us to lose sight of the bigger focus of God's grand narrative in which we play a crucial role. And we may need a new direction or a reminder of our purpose. Just like Elijah, we can find this direction in God's guidance. Our guidance may not be as specific as anointing kings and choosing successors. No, maybe it comes in a, in a nudging to reach out to a friend or to volunteer in a church ministry or to start a new project or to seek help from a professional. God's guidance can show up in many ways, but it always, it always directs us towards His purpose and reminds us that we are a part of His plan. God's guidance for our future, it gives us a sense of purpose and reminds us that we are not alone. For just as he provided Elisha to stand with Elijah, God places people in our lives to journey with us. They may be friends, family, mentors, or even strangers who provide a word of encouragement at just the right time. Let's go back to Kate once more. You know, what if her guidance came in the form of an invitation to join a church Bible study group where she could sit with other women that she doesn't know yet but would accept them to treat her like family? Or maybe a new project at work that reignites her passion or a realization that maybe she needs to seek professional help to deal with her feelings of loneliness. As she follows this guidance, she just might find that her feelings of loneliness begin to recede. Beloved Christian author C.S. Lewis once said, God foresaw your tribulation, has specially armed you to go through it, not without pain, but without stain. God knows our moments of loneliness and He equips us to move through them. So from Elijah's encounter with God, we see the depth and the breadth of God's care for us in times of loneliness and despair. He provides physical care, offers spiritual reassurance, and gives guidance for our future action. He meets our needs, comforts our hearts, and guides our past, reminding us that we are not alone and part of His grand narrative. And the same God who cared for Elijah is the same God who cares for us too. In our loneliness, we can be assured that God sees, that He hears, and that He walks with us just as He did with Elijah. 
We can trust him to meet our needs, to reassure our hearts, and to guide our paths. As far musicians would come forward at this time, as we conclude this journey with Elijah, we can take heart in the depth of God's love and care that he demonstrated in our lives, particularly in times of loneliness and in despair. The story of Elijah in 1 Kings 19 reminds us that God is intimately involved in our lives, providing physical care, spiritual reassurance, and guidance for future action. However, in order for us to fully grasp the significance of God's care, we must connect this with the heart of the gospel and the person of Jesus Christ. At the core of the Christian faith lies the message of the gospel, right? The good news of Jesus Christ. And this good news, it promises that God in his great love sent his only son, Jesus, into the world to bridge the, the sin gap separating humanity from a holy God. Jesus lived the perfect life died a sacrificial death and was resurrected, conquering death and sin on our behalf. Oh, this ultimate act of love was done so that we can have a personal relationship with God and enjoy His presence now and for eternity. This gospel message highlights the profound truth that God's care goes beyond meeting our immediate needs. His ultimate desire is to reconcile us to Himself, to heal our spiritual loneliness, and to grant us the joy of His presence. In the context of our, our loneliness and, and the story of Elijah, this truth becomes even more powerful. For we are never truly alone when we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Oh no. No, the gospel assures us that God is not a distant deity, but he is a personal God who walks with us through every high and every low of our life. And as Jesus himself said, and behold, I am with you always to the ends of the age. The same God who provided for Elijah's physical need to reassure him with his gentle whisper, guided his future actions and walks with us through Jesus Christ. He sustains us. He whispers peace into our storms. He guides us according to his divine plan. The isolation Elijah felt in the cave is a loneliness that we no longer have to endure because through Christ, we have the constant presence of God. And so, if you're here today, feeling the pangs of loneliness, like Elijah, remember this, you are not alone. Not only because God provides for our needs, reassures our hearts and guides our paths, but more fundamentally because in Jesus Christ, we have Emmanuel, God with us.
us. Now this journey of faith is not a quick fix or a quick solution for loneliness. No, it's an invitation to a relationship with a God who cares deeply for us, demonstrated most powerfully in Jesus Christ. And trusting that God is present and actively caring for us despite despair and loneliness is a calling. Elijah's story and the gospel remind us that we can turn to God and trust His care for our loneliness. They call us to a faith that believes even when we can't see, trust in God's provision and reassures our hearts with His presence and steps forward in His guidance. So where do we go from here? Like Elijah, let's accept the care God provides. Let's listen for his whisper amidst our despair. Let's follow his guidance, even when the path seems challenging. And most importantly, let's trust in Jesus Christ, who promises to be with us always. For in him we find the ultimate cure for our loneliness, God's unchanging, ever-present love. So in a moment, we're going to respond to God's invitation. To Him softly and tenderly, Jesus is calling. If you feel that stirring in your heart, if you desire to accept God's care and embrace His presence in your life, I invite you to come forward as we sing. I'll be standing down front to receive anyone who has a decision to make. Or if you're not ready to do that, you can... Fill out the connection card in your bulletin. You can drop it off as you leave or hand it to me and follow up with you. But let us respond to God's call and experience the comfort, guidance, and love that He offers us in our moments of loneliness and despair. Would you pray with me? Oh, dear gracious God, Oh, we thank you, God, for the solitude of where we encounter your love. God, I pray that you would comfort the lonely. God, that you would guide us towards your purpose. For in Jesus, you have shown us that we are never alone. May we listen to the gentle whisper of your voice. In Jesus' name. That was Pastor Adam Burton sharing a moving sermon titled Embracing Solitude, Discovering God's Love in the Silence. We hope this message resonated with you and gives you the strength you need in your moments of solitude. Thank you, friends, for spending this time with us. Remember, God's love is always with you, especially in the quiet moments when you may feel alone. His guidance and provision are constant. You are never truly alone. Beautiful words, Pastor Adam. We look forward to your message next week. You've been listening to Keep the Faith with Pastor Adam Burton, coming to you from Central Baptist Church in Maysville, Kentucky. 
Tune in next week for more inspiration and remember in times of solitude, despair or need, always keep the faith.